right, all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, let me start by saying we're proud to announce this podcast, the Locked On Mavericks podcast, will continue throughout the offseason, five days a week, on YouTube, the audio podcast platform, and pretty much every platform you can get it on. We're really proud to be here today, and I mean, we flew all the way to Slovenia to make this announcement. We actually blew our entire travel budget on this trip, and that's honestly the reason why we didn't do the Mavs Academy Awards this year, so... I think at this point, it's time to open up for questions. Uh, yeah, you over here. Okay, would you trade Maxi Kleba, a first-round pick, and the naming rights to your first child for Lowry Markkinen? Uh, I'll tell you what I told my doctor during my last prostate exam. At a certain point, you've just gone too far. Yeah, okay, over here. Yeah, will Goran Dragic ever become a maverick? So have you ever heard the phrase, I'm here for a good time, but not a long time? Well... In this case, we're just going to be here for a long time. Uh, yeah, over here. Yeah, so I know Luca signed a five-year deal, but when should we expect him to request a trade? A couple of years ago, I coined the phrase Mavsikism. It describes a masochistic Mavericks fan, and that's you if you're asking that question today. Uh, yeah, over here. Yeah, was there a sale on plain white shirts or something? Um, well... I think the white thing is just a bit at this point. Mark, is that? Wait. Mark. Okay. Yeah. Mark. It's Mark. Uh, all right. Last one. In the, way, way in the back. Okay. Okay. But should the Mavericks try and acquire Dennis Smith Jr.? <sighs> no more questions. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Just talking to people has, has, has been amazing. I mean, I know it's been a joy for all of us. The food, the wine, the wine, the wine, the wine. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me. As always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com. The jet lag jerk. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Are we... I think we're recording this at the lake. So we're hanging out at the lake. After <laughs> it, was the, an, it was an incredible 12 minutes. After the presser, <laughs> now we're, we get to ch- kind of chill, soak in this Locked on Mavs, special Locked on Mavs episode from Slovenia absolutely great if you're listening on the podcast that cold open probably made no sense to you uh but i i encourage everyone to just go and watch the first five minutes or so of the youtube episode it will all make sense in due time (laughs) Uh, on today's show we're going to get into obviously lucas press conference in slovenia with all the entire brass which is apparently a military term by the way shout out to one of our commenters that told us that that's where brass comes from. Oh, uh, thank you. And so the entire brass was there. They had questions from Slovenia media, from European media, from American media, all over the place, from, from Zoom and all that. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Cuban made a, a quite an interesting comment that is getting some traction now. The Mavericks have improved considerably in free agency. We will talk about the definition of the word considerably and talk about what that means. And then we got to get into Lori Marketing. There's more stuff that, that came out from Mark Stein, from Jake Fisher. Great reports that are coming out about the Mavericks just hovering around, just hovering around. Hovering around this whole situation, trying to get it figured out. And 
the Dragic situation, I guess, there's a little bit of an addendum in that one as well. So. My guy was at the presser. <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, we'll get into all that. But first, I want to explain why we're wearing white shirts for anybody that is watching that didn't necessarily watch the presser. Uh, by the way, it's on the Dallas Mavericks YouTube channel, so if you want to go watch that, you can. But uh, look at our boys. Look at our boys here. We're sharing the picture on, on YouTube. You can go look at the picture on the Dallas Mavs Twitter and Instagram and all that. Uh, Luca and Dirk were matching. The only people without like uh, a blazer, a uh, team polo, a team like pull like a, a quarter zip pullover that the women love, and then a like or a Mavs like T-shirt. Like Luca and Dirk both wearing the white uh, button-up shirts. Incredible. They well they they shot us a text this morning. We were leaving the hotel, and you know this SUV just picked us up, and we were on the way to the presser, and like hey. Make sure you stop and you know get out your white white button up. So, I just want to give a shout out to Jason Kid, Kid showing versatility with the outfits. His introductory press conference went glasses, suit, everything, suit, full suit, full suit. And for this presser, he pulled off the Scott with Brian quarter zip, and it looks <laughs> it looks great. <laughs> it looks great. Casey Smith there too. That I, I thought, appreciate I we made was, the same joke on that one. <laughs> uh, it was great. Mark, do we have a nicer outfit to wear in this uh, scenario? But Mark Cuban does what Mark Cuban does no matter where he is in what setting, except for Shark Tank. Shark Tank can somehow get him to wear a, a you know yeah. a, a sport jacket or whatever. It was great. So the presser in general, it was so fun at the beginning because it you know it was lighthearted. Uh Scott Tomlin, friend of ours, friend of the pod who's been on the pod, you know, goes by scooter. And, you know, them just right off the top, you know, Luca leaning in. Scooter, where are you? Thanks for coming to Slovenia. <laughs> you know, cracking jokes. It, it, it was fun. And uh, it just, it was, it was such a cool moment for obviously the franchise, but mainly for Luka Doncic, for his foundation, for all of that. But it, it had a Luca feel to it too, because it there was some laughter to it. It was fun. It was goofy. Like it, it was just a really, really cool moment. Uh, one of the goofy things is this clip, clip I'm about to play. Uh, talking about the, someone asked about Goran Dragic if he's going to join the Mavericks. Eventually. Oh, that's my favorite part. And, uh, part. I don't think uh, we can say we don't want to get fined by NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas says we don't want to get fined by the NBA. <laughs> I laughed out loud when that when that reporter asked the question, and as they're saying it, I'm like, oh no, oh this is great. Can't yeah, wait well, for this. It's not going to go well. <laughs> and his face, uh, he like right before that, he like looks over at Mark and he looks, and he's like, Do, is that for me <laughs> Do, <laughs> to answer? So, uh, and then I saw somebody tweeted at us today uh, a picture of Luca with, you know, Goron, other teammates and stuff that were there in attendance. And I thought that was really cool too. I mean, you never know who you could run into at a presser like that. They're allowed to talk now. Teams and players are allowed to talk now, so he's allowed to be there. Couple Mavs. Uh, yeah, there's uh, a bunch of other stuff. Do we want to anything else before we get into Cuban's comment about fr about free agency? Oh, I want to talk about the translator had some great comedic timing and great comedic chops because there's a question asked about where would you take all everybody there if you could show them all of you know Slovenia and show them the great places and, and he was like. He, Luca explained a couple of things and he was speaking in Slovenia, he was speaking through a translator and the translator said, yeah, he would, he would take them to the lake where they spent an incredible 12 minutes, <laughs> which is like an ongoing joke from earlier. 
There is some fun stuff in the presser. I recommend it. Yeah, it was. He said something about Dirk in that answer, I think, too. Um, oh, you go skiing. He's not good at skiing, but yeah. Dirk would enjoy it. Oh, he can't, he's not allowed to ski said, because, of his, yeah, not allowed. because of his NBA contract, but Dirk would enjoy it. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of good stuff in there. So. He, he took an answer about like his money. First thing he would buy, he said he hadn't bought anything like extravagant yet. But he he's, he said he would have to process it first. Uh, if I got $200 million, I would have to process it too, right? Like, yes. There's probably quite literal processing. And then there's probably like 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 figuratively processing it in your brain at a certain point. I Okay, so I know they're like cliche type statements, but... If you're a diehard Mavs fan and you've had any type of like, oh man, will Lucas stay here? You know, all this stuff. Yeah. Like, listen to today. If I, yeah. it makes you feel good seeing Luca talk about the Mavs that way, uh, I know when he says, feels like know, home. <clears throat> yeah. Feels like home. Saying just how he's interacting with Mark. <laughs> Mark trying to speak Slovenian at the, at the top was, uh, was, was funny. But, you know, like, Luca's interactions with him, Dirk, like it, it genuinely felt like it meant a lot to him that they all came and they all yeah. like put this on and this presser and all of this. So I, it seemed like that like meant a lot to Luca. I think this is a different thing that, that I think us as Americans don't necessarily understand, but it is a gesture to go and to, to leave the United States and go visit someone's country, especially a country mm-hmm. like Slovenia. That's not like a huge tourist destination or anything like that. Like, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but like I think that it, I think it is a big gesture for them, and they're. I mean, they're we're really about, prou- we're here now, so we're here now, and they're very proud to show off their country to us. And we, you know, it, it's like a, I think it's a, a a good gesture, and I think it translates a little bit more to international players than it would to you know American players. Like I guess with I guess with like Dennis Smith Jr. I, I think back that's the most recent example for a Maverick where you think about when Carlisle went and visited him. Like I guess that was a cool yeah. thing, but I think it's I think it's different in a next level if you go you know overseas and go to a place like that. And we had uh, wine were, and wine wine and, and wine. wine. <laughs> I didn't grab that. I should have grabbed that but uh, Luca had a comment about chemistry that I thought was really interesting. Oh before yeah, get, before oh, we get yeah. to Cuban's comment, and uh, he talked about chemistry. He said one of the big things is the chemistry, like we had in you know with the, the Slovenian team, the Slovenian national team in the Olympics. And I think I took that comment and saying that basically the chemistry needs to be better. We need chemistry on this team to win and that kind of stuff. Asking what what can the team do to get better next year, kind of deal. I thought that comment was more like Luca is a leader, but I think Luca, there's a couple things he has to step up in to be like a, a, a leader that takes a team to a next level, to another level that can just by pure leadership can take a team higher and get them to a better place. He's kind of doing it by skill right now, which no fault to him, 22 years old, coming on a team with basically everybody's older than him, but uh, like. Yeah, everyone's older than him except for Josh Green, I guess. Right, he's the only one that's not older than him at this point. So, I think he has to to learn how to be friends or to be friendly or to get along with Porzingis and other types of personalities he wouldn't necessarily get along with. And that's a thing that a leader has to do to relate to those different kinds of people that you don't necessarily have to do if you're the young guy coming up. You can just hang out with your crew, hang out with Salah, hang out with Bobon, do that thing. I think this is a next level. And I kind of wonder if he realized that on the Slovenian teams. Like I'm the, I'm the leader. I have to talk. I have to touch all these different, you know, people. I have to come across all these different people. And uh, like, I think that would be, a takeaway from that comment. Yeah. I don't want to say it's all Luca either. I think it has to, I just think it was a realization roster. for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's just, I think it's a reminder too that like 
it matters who's on the team and the makeup of the team. And like, you need that. Yeah. You can have the best leader in the world and still have, that too. <laughs> still have some personalities on the team. I was that, giving him the benefit of the doubt. That, that don't fully uh, mesh, you know? And so I, I think, I think you, you can make the assumption. I, I read the, that quote too of saying, like he went out of his way to answer. He could have ended it with in a short Luca fashion of, yeah, yeah, you know, I think team chemistry is the thing, you know, that means a lot. But he went on and expanded on, which Luca never really expands on any answer of saying, hey, when you look at Slovenian team, we had that. I think for the Mavericks, we need that too. And I don't think there's any, I mean, I'm sure somebody could read it a different way, but I read that quote completely of like, we didn't really have that last year and we need that now. And for sure. Whatever the reason behind that is, I think I thought it was very um, notable that he said that. Yeah, it's notable, and it either means that I, Luca, have to step up a little bit, or changes need to be made to make it better. Changes from other people, or changes in personnel. So there's a couple different ways you could read into that, but I thought it was notable. Coming up, we'll get into Mark Cuban's comment about the Mavericks improving considerably in free agency. We'll talk about that, and then we'll get into the Laurie Markin and stuff. But before we do, wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, and be better? Yes. If you have 10 minutes, Headspace <laughs> can change your life. Headspace is a daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness through meditation clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, I was definitely feeling overwhelmed a little bit earlier today. They have three-minute SOS meditation. Isaac had seven meetings today at work. He was feeling overwhelmed. After one of those meetings, or after all of those meetings, three minutes SOS meditation for you on the Headspace app. Go use it right now. You deserve to feel better, and Headspace has meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash NBA. all one word. Headspace.com slash NBA for one month free trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offer right now. Headspace.com slash NBA today. And also want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's delicious. We like them. They still have the Rocky Road. It is a it is a short time time window for you to still order this new bar. It has uh, marshmallows, almonds. It's going to be great. I guarantee it. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, six grams of sugar in a bar covered in 100% chocolate with marshmallows in it and all that. You are not going to want to miss out on this. You can also, if you're trying it for the first time, which I had a listener reach out and say that they tried Built Bars for the first time. They got the mix box. And he said, I cannot get them away from my wife quick enough. She keeps taking them and stealing them. And that will happen. It has happened to our hosts where the, the you know kids will take them, your spouse will take them, your partner, whoever, will, uh, will take them away from you quicker than you can actually get to them. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first and next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about Mark. Any any other things about uh, Luca's comments on chemistry or any other press conference things before we get into this Cuban comment? Um, No. I mean, I thought it was cool seeing Bill, Bill Duffy talk about, like, early days of starting a relationship with him and, you know, the agent next to him. Um, I'm not even going to try to say his last his name. Yeah, but. you don't often see the agent at these things, these introductory things, at least on the podium. I thought that was interesting that they had him up there. Yeah, just but him just talking about that starting that relationship back at Real Madrid at a young age and yeah the Santa Barbara days and you know to now I can't imagine like that type of feeling too of I mean you knew he's gonna be great but 
seeing that progression over the past, you know, what, six years at this point, seven years, however long that's been. So, yeah, that's be cool. Anyway. Uh, all right, let's play the quote, the, the clip. Mark Cuban asked about free agency and what he thought about the team. Hi, uh, Matej Hrastar, uh, Radio Slovenia. Uh, maybe to Mr. Cuban, maybe to Mr. Kitt. Um, how happy are you with your hole in free agency? We're happy. Exciting. Yeah, I think I think we've improved our team considerably. Um, I think if you watched how Slovenia played and Luca's ability to find open shooters and play a team game, I think we're you know we've got a lot of that. And I, I know Jason's excited, Nico's excited, we're all excited, but you know, and Luca as well. Um, going forward. Uh, on YouTube, I couldn't boost the volume anymore, so, so sorry about the volume on that one. But he says we've improved the team considerably through free agency. He's happy with the haul. He's happy with how it turned out. Uh, what were your first initial reactions to this comment? So I went to Google and I was like, I want to know the exact definition of considerably. <laughs> and it says the Google definition says by a notable, notably large amount or a notably large extent, um, greatly. Um, I don't think I fully agree. I think they improved. I think they improved uh, on the margins. I don't think they, it, I, don't, I don't think it was a, you know, we've said this, but it's like, this isn't like new news. We've been saying this of at this point, Reggie Bullock, Sterling Brown, good additions, even like Moses Brown, if you want the like good additions, you got better. I think that's very clear to say you got better. I just think it's using baseball. You hit a single compared to hitting a triple or a home run. The, the difficult thing about free agency, especially, I mean, if you're an owner, he's going to say they improved all that stuff. He doesn't want to make Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown feel bad that you know, they came in and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, we didn't get any better. We may have gotten worse, actually. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. He's not going to say anything like that, obviously. But I think that you can't look at free agency and say, okay, well, we got Tim and we got Bullock and we got Sterling Brown. No, you, you had Tim and you could have lost Tim. So you didn't get measurably worse if you had lost Tim and missed on Kyle Lowry, missed on Dragic and all this kind of stuff. You, you, you didn't get worse. I'm not sure about considerably better. I've been saying 10%. I think I'm going to hold on to that number. I think the Mavericks got 10% better. Now, at this in moment, the, in the, yeah, in, at this moment, at this point, after just getting Bullock and Brown and bringing back Tim Hardaway Jr. and Boban and Luca with the extension uh, and all that. Now in the aggregate, considering what they went through last year, I think they're considering Chris Porzingis' offseason as an addition to this team, right? Like, I literally think that they're considering that. And so, if you consider that, and then you also add, uh, you know, you're not going to have COVID like you did last year, right? Then, yes, you got considerably better. <laughs> like, yes. If well, you consider yeah. all those factors. But for fans and for us as media looking at this team, they did not get considerably better on paper. No. I, well, okay, I, I took the question. I could have heard it wrong. I took the question just strictly free agency. And if the I question, I think if the question was... I think he's considering all that. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I think if the... Like, how do you feel about the team going into next season? I think then you could... I could hear the argument like, I think we'll be considerably better. And for all the reasons that you stated. But if the question was just focused on how do you feel about the free agency, I don't know if just those additions which they're good additions i want to say that i'm happy for them yeah i don't i don't wouldn't say that they you know it's a large like great you know considerably considerably <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes what's the country of origin please <laughs> can you use it in a sentence <laughs> the mavericks have improved can have are considerably better Marginally. yeah so I, I'm, I'm holding on to 10 percent. i don't think that's considerably that you know it's 
It's semantics. Literally. It's literally semantics. It at really this is. Point. If he didn't Which say the word considerably, no one like we're not even talking about it. Right if he just if said he we said, improved, we improved like, or we got better. It's totally fine. Well, like if the answer was like, yeah, we were happy with the offseason so far. You know, we we added a couple of good players. You know, we, we feel like we improved. And yeah, we're, we're excited about the season. You know, no one that, bats an eye to that. No. Yeah. That I mean, that's the. But when he said considerably, then everybody, you know, Matt Mavs yeah. go freak out. So uh, it's hilarious that we just found five minutes of, of content based off of one word that Mark Cuban said. And if he hadn't said that one word, we wouldn't have talked about it at all. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Sometimes our jobs are really dumb. <laughs> and I like it. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's where we are in free agency. But like you alluded to earlier, free agency is not done for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, there was all kinds of different talk and stuff from Mark Stein about the Mavericks interest in Laurie marketing. They are still, Hovering, like I said, hovering around the Laurie Marketing thing. They're trying to figure out this this whole thing with a sign-in trade, with a third team and all this. A couple reports from Jake Fisher, who I think has elevated himself after this offseason to great, somebody that, great offseason, yeah. Through somebody that we trust with Maverick stuff. Uh he got the with, Sterling with Brown thing. League right. stuff. Yeah. Just yeah, league stuff in general. Uh Jake Fisher on Bleach Report, go read his article. The article is titled like DeMar DeRozan or something like that. Uh so it doesn't have Dallas or anything in the title, but or Laurie Marketing even. Lowry Marketing, sorry. Dallas, New Orleans, Boston, and Minnesota have all shown interest in signing market into deals worth around $15 million in average annual uh, salary, sources say. But the Bulls are seeking a first-round pick in exchange for helping facilitate the transaction. Uh, additionally, Chicago are requiring Markkinen's new team to find a third trade partner to take on the outgoing salary needed to create space for Markkinen's contract. Chicago is playing... Uh, this is from a capologist from a different team. Quote, Chicago is playing this masterfully from no other perspective than a contract management standpoint. It won't do any favors relationship-wise, but they're bleeding this market based on their tax situation, and nobody else can offer him any money of any kind without them. Uh, and then Jake Fisher goes on to say, perhaps Dragic and Markkinen will both end up as Mavericks at long last. A lot of different things in there uh, that we can get into. Uh, the first one, I think, is that uh, the $15 million average annual value. We were trying to figure out, okay, what's marketing going to make? If they do a sign-and-trade, I guess it's got to be three years. The Mavericks, according to Mark Stein, want to just do the $11 million, which is the traded player exception, or Dwight Powell's contract, you know, something else. But if they do Dwight Powell's contract and Willie, they can get to that $15 million. They can't, yeah. Well, okay, let's let's do the Stein route so first. So much stuff. Yeah, let's do the Stein route first. If they do the traded player exception, that has to be the sign, you know, sign and trade into that exception. Then you're looking at, you know, a draft pick because Bulls don't want, you know, players any you know, salary salary coming back. So if that's the case, then it has to be three years. So then you're looking at, you know, the highest you can go in that exception is like 10.5 basically because it's like 10.6 whatever. So you're looking at like a three for, you know, three for 30 type of deal it has to be three years if you're marketing. Do you want to commit to three years at just making $10 million a year? You know, would you prefer a, I mean, not as low as what Shooter just did in, in Boston, but like, would you prefer a, hey, let me prove it type deal, then that can make more money. So they can it, do a partially guaranteed in the last two years, though. They could, they could do some finagling. I think they can do this where they guarantee the first year, second year, and third year are not guaranteed. So then they waive that. They're up, they're up for some of that money, however much is guaranteed. But then he can go make more somewhere else and do a solid for him. Yeah, or you could try to do a player option, which some. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Could you do a player option on that third year to where he's just locked in for two years at that point? But something else to think: sure 
if if you're marketing and you really think you can make more money in in a year or so, his qualifying offer is nine million dollars. So, like, there's a world too where you're like, all right, I'll just play on the qualifying offer for nine. But if you play on that in Chicago, coming off the bench, are you going to prove to teams that you're worth more money in unrestricted free agency next year? So, I, I would, and if I was him, I'd rather go to a situation where I'm going to play and like, you know, play with the playmaker who's going to get me the ball, open some shots, and. So he can pick up that call. So coming up, let's talk about the different machinations of of this kind of deal, how they can get marketing. And I'm all kinds. What's the country of origin on that? I've used all kinds of words. Slovenian? I've used all kinds of words today. So we're going to get into that. We'll get into some of the other reports about marketing and Dragic. We'll get into uh, if the Mavericks get marketing, then what? What what do they do next? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, we've got to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to put down some money, to bet, to gamble, to whatever word you want to use. We're a walking thesaurus today. On sports, go find whatever game you're interested in. There are Rangers games every single day. If you are a long-suffering Texas Rangers fan right now, they are a one-and-a-half-point underdog to the Mariners on uh, on Wednesday. So if you're interested in that game, you can go put some money down on it. They have some basketball things coming up, basketball futures. They have some FIBA. If you, you know, some European listeners are interested in that, I'm not sure you can do bet online overseas. You might as well try it. Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about Lowry marketing. We're still getting into. These all the reports that came out. There's a lot of reports that makes me that was encouraging to me that something is happening. It's moving. There's some parts. There's people talking, right? If yeah. the reporters are talking, then people are talking behind the scenes. Uh, a couple of machinations of a trade that could happen. So he could pick up that qualifying offer. It's like nine point something. He could pick up the qualifying offer and be traded just as that. He'd be an expiring deal. He'd be an unrestricted free agent. He could do that. What he can't do is sign a fifteen million dollar deal with the Bulls and then get traded over like that with a one-year deal. He can't do that. He would have to wait until after the December or whatever date. I guess it would be January date now. has to be like three months after you sign the the contract, you can get traded. Uh, So if he was going to do a sign and trade, like we've been saying earlier, it'd have to be three years. That's why you can't do a sign and trade for one year. It just is not in the CBA, the rules that you can do that. Yeah, so if if they don't do the TPE route, trade player exception to where you just go straight into that, which for me... That's idea. If you can convince Markinen to come here at that number around 10, 10, 11 million dollars, let's do it because then you still have the flexibility to go out and make another trade like the Dragic trade. Then you could go out and go to Toronto and say, all right, let's talk about Dwight Powell and, you know, the, the other pieces to that. So I think that's the best route. If you go what Jake Fisher was talking about saying, all right, if it's, it has to be around the 15 mark, then you're looking around the league saying, well, who's going to take Dwight Powell? And then do you have to offload assets to... So the natural team of this is OKC. It's like, would you call OKC and say, what would it take for you to take Dwight Powell? Sam Presti and, says, a first! <laughs> I know, and that, but that's like, like, Chicago needs something in this deal too. So, I, I mean, then you're getting into how many assets for marketing. And, and at that point, you're you're eliminating any chance that I mean, unless Dragic does get bought out and you get him just on a minimum, you're eliminating any type of like bigger trade for a Dragic, Terry Rozier, Rookie Rubio type of deal at that point. So that's the that that would be a little bit more difficult if it's that type of tra- sign or trade. 
And that's why this this capologist said Chicago is playing this masterfully. They're trying to yep. get assets. They're trying to not take contracts. They're like, all right, Dallas, you do the legwork. Dallas, if you want marketing, you do the legwork. Find the third team. Find the, you know, or marketing, go find the third team. Your agent, go find the third team, right? Like, uh, you guys figure out. Um, you guys figure out who's going to take the money and who's going to give us assets. Who's going to give us stuff and who's going to get the, the stuff we don't want. And what were, what were the other teams that Fisher said? New Orleans, Boston, and Minnesota. Okay. I I wonder where Boston stands on that now, like what salary they could even put in that. If it's, I mean, I don't think they're giving up Marcus Smart for marketing. Could be wrong on that, but uh, I don't know what <laughs> other salaries they could do with that. Minnesota, you know, I guess it, that's a, it gets intriguing. New Orleans obviously has a, a, a trade of player exception that's around 17 that they could take marketing into. But I, I think if you're Dallas, the – you know, Dallas's pitch is what Stein's saying. It's like the the perfect scenario in this. If you want marketing, and honestly, like if you have a traded player exception that you know a lot of teams don't even use half the time, it feels like that you they just Oklahoma City just just wasted or not wasted, but they just let expire twenty seven million dollar traded player exception. Like it happens all the time. Yeah, and people hype these things up all like, oh cool, we got this, you know, exception. We can get a player for free. Exactly. And like doesn't work that way. But if you could take that and it, you can absorb a 24-year-old marketing into that at around $10 million a year. Sign me up for that. Like, I would do that in a heartbeat. The problem is, it's not that simple, and it's not that it's not. easy. But no. if it was a one-to-one, so you just trade with Chicago, the trade player exception, and you had to send a first-round pick for marketing, would you do it? Not unprotected. Um, I, you know, we were talking about this before. You know, they have the, you know, that pick in, you know, 2023 going to New York. So then you look at the 2025, you know, pick and you say, all right, what if it's, we'll send you the lottery protected 2025, you know, first rounder from Dallas for Larry marketing. And I think that's where it, it gets a little intriguing. You're looking at year three of Luca's extension. So, you know, you're hoping uh, that and expecting that that pick will probably be in the, you know, somewhere in the 20s, 20, you know, 22 on on down. And I would do it. I mean, I, honestly, I, I would. And I, I get the reason I, I'm on the fence a little bit, but I, I lean towards I would do it. But you make a, a good case, too, of why you don't do that. Yeah, I'm looking at, and if you're watching on YouTube and you can, if you're not, you can go to Real GM. They have this future draft picks owed to teams. They have them all laid out till 2028, which is the, the, like the earliest that, or the, the latest that someone can trade a first round pick because of the seven year rule right now. Uh, and so if you're watching this, you have these are the first round picks the Mavericks have and can, can trade out. It gets a little complicated because they own their pick in 2022, but you can't trade it because you can't trade first round picks in consecutive. How many CBA rules have we referenced in this podcast? Uh, you can't like, trade it ahead of time, but on draft night, if you wanted to trade night, that, you, you can could. make yeah. you can make the pick and then trade it. That can actually happen, but you can't trade it ahead of time. So yeah. we'll have to wait for that. The 2023 pick is owed to New York if it's 11 to 30, which we assume it's going to be unless something tragic happens to Luca. Uh, it will not be in, in the top 10. So then if that pick's not settled, though, it's 2024 or 2025. And so the Mavericks could trade the 2025 pick if they settled that deal with the Knicks and said, all right, we'll take the protections off. You know, you can you can get this or we'll take the, uh, you know, the uh, the rollover, whatever protections or whatever off. And you'll get the pick in 2023 no matter what. Then they can trade 2025. But they could go ahead and trade 2027 if they wanted to 2026 or just say future first and settle it. 
you know, you know, later or settle it, you know, with a clause or whatever. But uh, the reason why I'm 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 leery about trading a first round pick for somebody like Lowry, Lowry Markkinen is that in a couple of years or next year even the Mavericks are going to want these future picks, maybe even this upcoming draft. They're going to want a couple picks to be able to package with Porzingis, with Tim Hardaway Jr., with somebody to go get your next big guy. Like, that's the next avenue for the Mavericks. They're not going to have max cap space for a while, and it's probably a good thing because they have not done well with the max cap space in 2019 and 2021. So to trade, but they've done well in trades, which this is a different front office, but they're going to want two or three first-round picks to go get that big bona fide mega star. And so if you trade a pick for Lowry Market and all of a sudden it makes it more complicated to make a deal like that later. And so you're like, okay, we'll want to take a swing on talent right now. Sure. But then that cuts you off at the knees a little bit later. If you want to actually make a huge move after Luca makes the Western conference finals and says, all right, I want to make the finals. We want to get this, the bona fide star in here. Somebody wants to come to Dallas and the Mavericks don't have enough assets to make it happen. It's, it's the way this game works a little bit. You have to spend assets to get actual good players. I, I like I understand that, um, but I don't think Lowry, Lowry Marketing projects out to be that bona fide star. So why use a pick like this if you could wait and use it a little bit later? So that's just why it gets complicated. If the Mavericks didn't owe a pick to the Knicks, I'd be for it. I'd be like, yes, go ahead and trade that pick. You can make it work later. You can trade other future first to get a guy later. But right now, the way that it's set up, they'd have to finagle some stuff to make it happen yeah i i think the only thing i'd say to is you know every year that moves on is another year that you can include another future first you know it goes what seven years out so you know you go into next year then you're looking at further picks down the line i think i would get more uncomfortable with it if it's like hey we'll give you a lottery protected pick the furthest out that we could go and now you're past the luca extension and and okay, we weren't. We're gonna stay positive on the Luca extension. The Luca <laughs> extension, though, like it, like all, you're gonna need the, these picks to trade for guys once you get closer to the end of the Luca extension, because then, if the Mavericks haven't made a big enough move yet, he he might leave. Right? Like players yeah. have left after that first deal a lot. Like there's been a bunch of players that have left after that deal. That is not something that is unprecedented at this point. There have been max players that have left a lot. And a lot can happen in four to five years. So, uh, yeah, that's why I'm 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 leery about. Trading for Lowry Marketing. And and I hear that pick for him. But it yes. seems like that's what it's gonna take at this point. Yeah, and I hear that and I one hundred percent hear that case. And I'm not it, that's why that is what keeps me in the middle some of that. But there's also like, like this do. there's also like this paralysis of it of like, okay, well we now we just can't do anything. We can't move because what if that next star? And it's like, okay, well, how many play? How many star players are, are you getting right now just for draft picks? You have to include other like, Drew Holiday. Just yeah. they just got him for nothing but draft picks. But they, didn't they have it to ha- do it like happens. eight? Didn't they have to do like a ton? They did swaps and stuff. The maps can do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying it, it happens. They just oh, yeah. Jo- James Harden just got traded for like three first round picks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It happens. If a guy demands a trade to the Mavericks, wants to play with Luka, you can make it happen later. So I just feel like we can't hit that larger amount because we have the 23, 23 you know, thing lingering over us, so then we can't do 2024. So then it's Not like, yet. 
Yeah. But yeah. if they, if, and especially not if they send a, a future first to for, for Lowry marketing, right? Like you're especially stuck if you, to, with a future trade for a superstar if you do that. So, yeah. But best case, more complicated. best case scenario right now, you pull off the marketing sign and trade and you go get your secondary ball handler. Yeah. You w- can, without to giving do up the first like rounder. The, the, you know, the trade to player exception plus like, I don't know, Tyro Terry or Josh Green or something like that. Like that's your first round pick kind of deal. And yeah. then you take Dwight and Willie and whatever else to Toronto and trade for for Dragic or Dragic it's bought out and he comes to the Mavericks. Yeah, so basically if they do the sign and trade for like Lara it, and he doesn't go into the TPE, then the only way you're getting Dragic to that point is probably through the buyout. But if he goes in through the TPE, then it, that's the thing that leaves the door open for all kinds of other trades because then you can if they want to pursue somebody else. Like if you're telling me right now that sometime over the next three to four weeks they landed Barkinen and like Terry Rozier, which we haven't heard anything about him. I just talk about him because this he's is ex- your guy. <laughs> expiring contract and I love it. Like that's the type of like, okay, we judged this Mavs offseason, you know, three weeks ago, and they walked away with Markinen, Rozier, Dredgie, Bullock, Sterling. Like that's a, a, a pretty good offseason. Not the same thing as adding Kyle Lowry, but that's still a pretty good offseason at that point. Pretty good offseason. A lot more to talk about. We'll have more. I'm sure there'll be more reports. Stick with us, Locked On Mavericks. Thank you for making us the first listen of the day. Go listen to Locked On NBA or the, the Raptors podcast about, you know, about the Dragon situation. Go listen to the Bulls about the Lowry Marketing situation. All kinds of good shows. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Oh. I'm All right. So the next question was um, this is a great promotion also of Slovenia. And uh, if you guys had um, at least one week together with Luca, where would he uh, take all of you uh, to, to get to know Slovenia better? And Luca said basically the lake, which you have spent incredible 12 minutes. <laughs> and uh, the Ljubljana castle. 